Hey there, I'm Graham Parker, and this is the Around Pickens Podcast. Well, we made it to December. Now we're past Thanksgiving, the time's come to swap out all those fall decorations for the winter ones. Of course, I'm sure some of you out there have been singing Mariah Carey since Halloween, but uh, for me personally, I like to take each holiday one at a time, which is my excuse for just now getting around to it. But whether you prefer to hang a wreath, put up a tree, or light the menorah, there's more than decorating to think about as we head into the beginning of winter. You'll also want to break out a cover for the outdoor faucet, find the windshield scraper, and uh, make sure that generator's still working. As much as there is to celebrate during this time of year, there is also a lot that can go wrong, and as the saying goes, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Here at the county, we do a lot to think through and prepare for contingencies, but there is one man in particular whose job really embodies what it means to be prepared. Mark Harris is Pickens County's EMA director. EMA stands for Emergency Management Agency, and each county in Georgia keeps an EMA office to maintain a link to state and federal emergency resources. Mark is our EMA man, and the two of us got together recently to talk about what his office is doing to stay vigilant and what we can all do to be ready in the event of an emergency. So listen up, and let's hear what Mark has to share about being prepared. So Mark, uh, one thing you and I have in common is a background with Boy Scouts. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a couple of years since I've been an active member, but I know you've been a more than active member for most of your life. Yeah, um, 55 years now, come, uh, including my youth days. My goodness. <laughs> I, I'm curious, did your uh, background in scouting do anything to kind of shape the career you would go on to take later? Absolutely. I think, uh, I think we were all prepared, uh, I should say, our motto is be prepared for the scouts. Mm-hmm. So that is something that has helped me uh, work my way into this career uh, is to uh, not only myself be prepared, but to help others be prepared. Right. Well, tell me about your career path. What, what have you done and what led you to become Pickens County's EMA director? Right. Well, I began my uh, career in uh, public safety um, as an explorer scout. Actually, uh, right after high school, a group of uh, friends, we got together and started an explorer post uh, that was emergency medical and uh, rescue. And uh, that kind of got me started. That was back in the days of the old emergency uh, TV show. And that was kind of our inspiration to get started. Um, After that, I went into, uh, got my EMT license in the state of Georgia. I uh, stayed uh, active EMT for about 10 years, working for a private ambulance service. And then after various other uh, career attempts, I, I ended up getting back into public safety, and I, I wish I'd stayed in it. Uh, I really do like this better than anything else I've done in my in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me a little bit about what it is that you do. What What is the scope of your responsibilities, and what does some of your day-to-day work look like? Um, most of the responsibilities for EMA uh, director or EMA staff for a county is to um, help the county plan to mitigate, which is lessen the, the uh, impact of disasters, whether they be natural or man-made, and to also help them prepare and plan for recovery after uh, a, a disaster mm-hmm. or any incident that happens, this major impact to the community and the citizens. So um, I guess a lot of your work involves working with uh, different departments, helping to identify needs and directing the resources that they need to uh, be successful. Yes, and that mostly mostly works with uh, public safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, EMA is basically a, a coordination group that helps to coordinate police, fire, 
EMS, um, public works response to anything that may happen within the county. Right. So uh, I think we, we work closely with the, uh, the groups in Pickens County. And I think that uh, we have a great bunch of people here to work with. Uh, everybody needs to be very cooperative. In the several events that we've had since I've been here, a little over two years, um, everybody seems to come together quickly and easily uh, and work well together to manage the scene uh, and to help recover afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know you don't just work with uh, uh, organizations in the Pickens County government. You you work with other organizations as well. Yes, uh, that, that expends to anybody in the Pickens County, uh, including the municipalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, work closely with the city of Jasper, some. And, and also, um, we have EMA directors or EMA offices in each county, as required by the state of Georgia to have one. Uh, we are the conduit. We are the communications link to the state of Georgia. So Georgia Emergency Management, and through Georgia Emergency Management, we work along with uh, FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency. Well, um, in the area of mitigation, I know uh, we've uh, had a number of monthly meetings over the last couple of months about the hazard mitigation plan, uh, the five-year update for it. I wasn't aware of the hazard mitigation plan before these meetings, and I feel like most people probably are not. So uh, could you briefly just explain to us what the mitigation plan is and if there were any significant developments for this update? Sure. FEMA requires us to have a hazard mitigation plan for the county, and that is to what we plan to do to lessen the impacts of um, hazards, whether they be man-made or uh, uh, um, natural disasters. This gives an avenue for the different departments in the county and citizens to voice their opinions of what we can do to help um, mitigate the damages in the future and to uh, ease recovery after something has happened. Um, We list the things that we'd like to do. Uh, We may not have money to do right now, but we list the things we would like to do to mitigate the the damages from future uh, disasters, and um, that allows us to be available for grants when they come available. So if if we have a, a major, let's say winter's coming up, we have a snowstorm or ice storm, and we have major impacts of trees down, power down, power out, um, roads blocked, um, damages occurred because of that storm. Um, the um, the length of this um, event goes through the governor. If we have enough damages in the state of Georgia, the governor can can declare a state of emergency for the state of Georgia. If we expend our resources in Georgia as available, then he can ask for um, federal um, assistance from the president of the United States. Uh, This damage... uh, assessment or amount of money that is is damages are, are added up to be in the state can be assisted by FEMA money and personnel to come assist us uh, in recovering from the event. So uh, if we have our li- list of things we wish we'd like to do in our hazard mitigation program uh, um, plan update, we can be eligible to receive federal money 
to build back better. Uh, I hate to use that terminology, but that helps us to improve for the future and to lessen the impacts of that same type of disaster as it may affect us in the future. I got you. So this is just about getting all the relevant uh, parties that would respond to a disaster, thinking through community-specific uh, emergencies that may come up, and uh, getting something down on paper to help us get grants in response to them. Right. Right. If we don't have the items listed in our hazard mitigation update, then we are not eligible for that grant money to do that work. Mm-hmm. So we, that work would be on us as a county to pay for. Um, but if we have it in our list of items we'd like to do, we can possibly get grant money to help us um, um, lessen the financial impact on the county to not only replace the damaged infrastructure, but maybe to bring it back and improve it for um, to lessen the impacts in the future. Right. Well, I will say uh, we do have a copy of the hazard mitigation plan on uh, Mark's webpage on our website. We'll be working to update that. Do you know when? Right. Our contractor is currently uh, it's in in their hands. Um, we finished the last of our p- public meetings. Um, that should take by the end of the year. That should be ready to review and look at. Then it goes to GEMA, Georgia Emergency Management, to be approved. And then after that, it goes to FEMA, Federal Emergency Management, to be approved. Once it comes back, we'll get it to adopted by the county commission and the municipalities. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, once that's done, it's official, it's good for five years. And we can, uh, we can rely on it to help us and guide us through the next five years, and then we'll have to do another update. I gotcha. Let's stay on this topic of being prepared. I, I think uh, the best way to be prepared is to be informed. So I'd like to ask you, what are the best ways for residents and Pickens to receive timely information about emergency developments? Okay. Probably the best way is to sign up for our Code Red. It's our mass notification system. Um, you can um, text uh, PCEC to 99411 to uh, join our Code Red system. And what happens in Code Red is when we have an emergency um, information or notification we need to send out, we can send it out to those who have signed up. If you don't sign up, you won't get the the uh, notification. Uh, today, um, that is the best way to get your information. That and apps through your phone that may be free from, say, the local TV stations. have They all have available apps for that. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, uh, we do have other systems in the county, such as our outdoor warning sirens. Uh, those are somewhat antiquated technology now. Because of the invent of smartphones and everybody carrying a phone today, that's the best way to get it because it's always with you. It's always close by. It always is there to alert you. Uh, outdoor warning sirens are really made to be heard outdoors. With the newer homes and the newer insulation values that the homes are being built with, reduce the amount of the sound that may enter your through your walls. So you can't rely on hearing them in your home unless you're really close to the siren. So um, we, we suggest everybody get code red. But always have more than one way to get your alerts. That way, if something happens and one fails, you have that backup. So if cell phone towers go down, uh, you have additional way to, to get it. Um, additional ways are um, 
weather alert radios that you can buy over the counter to install at your house and get the uh, information through radio waves or the smartphone apps you can get through your phone. Uh, code red can email, text, and uh, call your phone with a voice message. So multiple ways is the best way to be prepared to get that alert and then to follow up and stay alert during the event to make sure that you are protected and safe. Hmm. Yeah, those are definitely wise words. Mm-hmm. Well, as we think about uh, emergencies coming up, obviously we're getting into December, the coldest time of year. Uh, could you share some ways that people could practically prepare themselves for winter weathers and maybe some threats they would normally think sure. of? Sure. Uh, with winter weather, we, we expect that we may have snow and ice. And in that particular event, we most likely will have trees come down and take out power lines. So people should be prepared to uh, to be safe at home without electricity for could be possibly several days or more. Um, so backup generators, uh, a lot of people are installing whole home um, generators today that will automatically switch on when the power goes off. That's very safe to have. Those who have medical issues and may use oxygen need to have backup source so that they don't uh, go without their ox- needed oxygen during the times of power outages. And everybody needs to have a communications plan and a family plan and um, equipment and supplies ready to take with you if you have to bug out and leave your leave your house to go somewhere else, say a shelter or a friend's home or other family members that you may go stay with while power's out at your house. Are there any resources you could think of uh, that may be kind of a guidepost for people who want to develop a plan like that? Sure. Uh, the state of Georgia has a website with a GEMA that helps to, uh, it's called Ready Georgia, and uh, helps you develop your communications plan, uh, a list of supplies you should have ready to take uh, in a bag ready to grab and go. If you have to leave your home, take with you. Make sure to take medications with you. Make sure to take cash with you because if power's out, the ATMs may not work. Um, uh, and we will, uh, there are several different weeks during the year that are called preparedness weeks. And we will put out items on our Facebook page um, to help you learn about building your plans, your communications plan, your um, uh, reunification uh, with the rest of your family members that kind of thing to help you build those plans and be prepared. Very good. Well, Mark, uh, I'd like to round out the conversation by just asking if you have any final thoughts or a message you'd like to give to the public. Just, uh, just again, our old Boy Scout motto, be prepared. And, and think about what you and your family can do to um, lessen the impacts of different disasters um, that we may have here in Pickens County uh, to your family. Um, take care to prepare to have a communications plan so that you can um, be in contact with the rest of your family members uh, if you happen to get um, separated uh, and have plans to um, have equipment and supplies ready to go to, to take care of you during several days of power outages in case that happens and uh also, that extends to having equipment in your car um, if you're traveling. 
if some, several of you may re remember Snow Jam several years ago, when people got stuck in, in traffic on the highway and couldn't get off the highway for up to 20 hours, it's a long time to be stuck in your car. Mm -hmm. But if you have a, a kit in your car with a blanket, some snacks, some water, things like that, you can survive. You can make it until help arrives and, uh, and uh, the weather clears. Absolutely. Good things to keep in mind. Well, Mark Harris is Pickens County's EMA director. Mark, thank you for coming in and answering some questions this morning. You're welcome. Thank you, Graham, for asking me. Definitely. I think one of the most important takeaways from that conversation is that the best ways to be prepared is through thinking ahead and communicating. While we can't imagine every emergency scenario, we can think about the things we will need and the people we'll need to contact if something major should occur. Additionally, it's important to have more than one source of information during a disaster in case the normal methods fail. Mark mentioned a few resources that can help in all those ways, so check the description of this episode to find links to keep you prepared and informed. Moving on now, we will transition over to the calendar part of our show, where we take a look at events coming up around the county. This month, there will be only one commissioner's meeting, and an important one at that, one in which the board will approve the 2024 budget. If you want to sit in on that meeting, it will be held on Thursday the 7th at 5.30 p.m. in the commissioner's boardroom. For information on meetings of other county boards and authorities, check out our calendar on PickensGA.com under the upcoming meeting section. As for events beyond the county government, I'm afraid there isn't a whole lot going on this month. By the time you listen to this, the Christmas parade, chili cook-off, and tour homes will all be over. But you know, maybe that's for the best. Maybe during this holiday season we could all afford to take a step back, spend a little time checking in on each other. It's no secret that for a lot of folks, the holidays aren't exactly something to look forward to for one reason or another. So whether you're overdue for a visit with your cousin or haven't called an old friend in a while, take some time to do so this month. You never know just how much that can mean to another person. But wrapping up our episode, we'll turn to our question the chairman portion of the show, where Chris Stansel answers a listener question. So stay tuned and let's hear what viewers wanted to know. So Chris, as we're uh, coming to the end of 2023, we're also coming to the end of the uh, fiscal year here, and uh, that's actually what uh, today's question is. Yeah. This question comes to us from uh, Roy. Roy says, Chris, I saw the article in the Progress this past week about the county raising its budget for 2024 and notes that y'all expect a slight increase in revenue and operating expenses. I understand how you can anticipate operating costs to go up, but how do you estimate next year's revenue? Is that based on local population figures, data from the state, or something else? Just curious how that works. So yeah, Chris, tell us a little bit about the county's revenue sources and how you can anticipate whether they go up or down in a given year. Yeah, yeah. So it's there's a variety of different ones. So one, obviously, the property tax is based on the millage rate. So you look at the total digest that's set. Millage rate will then tell you what the, the total amount that will be collected on that is. So if you've got a lot of real property growth that's happened the year prior, which we've had in, in Pickens, then that number uh, goes up. Uh, even with, with a rollback on the millage rate, it still increases just based on the, the number of new things that have been built in the in the county. So that category is is set just based off of of, of raw numbers uh, using the, the total digest of all the property assessments. The others, uh, we use what we call trend data. Um, we'll do a five-year trend. So local option sales tax is a, a good example of that. You, you look at where those numbers have been. You've got your estimates. And then you'll look back over the last five years 
and try to review the growth or or it could be decline but in in this particular situation it's been a growth uh, a lot of that tr- triggered when uh, the state changed the law on online purchases so if you did online shopping from amazon or wherever it started to actually collect that sales data so that that through those numbers well we've we've been conservative over the last few years on increasing based on the year prior just because it's new um it's not something that's been done up until i think it was four years ago when that went into place so we'll study that five-year data and look at the trends of where that's going and try to pick a conservative estimate so that we're not we're not overly anticipating but yet we are being realistic as to what that's going to generate uh, i think for 24 that was about a seven hundred thousand dollar increase in the budget line item um with with just trying to look at that trend data um and looking over those five years and we'll use that same trend data in other categories as well one example of where we didn't factor in any increase in revenue would be for fines and forfeitures for you know speeding traffic violations and things of that nature we keep that kind of as a flat line um within the budget so that we're not reliant upon that um and there's there's other categories somewhere with fees that 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 come in we try to uh, follow a conservative revenue projection so that we make sure we're not dependent on something that would require a unique set of circumstances to to bring in. Um, and so kind of following those patterns, are, um, that's, that's just kind of the trend of, of how we do that uh, using that five-year. Some revenue line items, uh, you know, vehicle sales, for instance, this uh, 23, it went down a little bit from what it was in 22. So you, that's why we try to make sure we follow a, a multi-year frame instead of just year by year so that we can we can be be realistic but yet at the same time be prepared for for whatever we need to to see the the increases to 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 cover and um i think this year was a was a good year in terms of real growth that took place so we had good raw information to uh, to to forecast our budget with but then we've you know we've looked at those trends on the rest of the line items too i don't want to go off on too much of a rabbit trail here but i was curious about what you mentioned with the online sales uh mm-hmm. do you mean that we're now collecting revenue for goods and services uh purchased from businesses in pickens county online it's not just businesses. It's, um, so what they did is made it the point of sale for an online purchase became wherever that, that purchaser lives. So if you shop on Amazon um, and and make several purchases on Amazon, that local sales tax is collected on those Amazon purchases. Uh, it has been now for about four years, four or five years. Uh, so seeing that number that's changed, I mean, obviously online shopping has, has become a, a much much more popular thing um, in in the last few years. So you're seeing that number actually get collected in the county wherever that person resides, wherever the item gets delivered to. And so those counties then get to collect that uh, that information, collect that tax. And that that shifts the, you know, the, the revenue line items on that significantly. It's just hard to, you know, we're working with the state and pulling the data. So you're, you're having to just watch your sales trends because you don't really see a true breakdown of, of where each individual item in that sales tax purchase um, comes from. You just see the total. So you're trying to, to, to track that number and make sure it's consistent. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, <laughs> thank you for that, uh, that answer. Yeah. Uh, Remember, if you have a question for Chris, you can email us at questions at pickenscountyga.gov, where if your question is concise enough and appropriate enough, we might just put it on the air. 
But that's going to wrap up the 2023 season of the Around Thickens podcast. I've been Graham Parker. I'm Chris Stansel. And we'll see you next year. Thank you.